Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde and Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we are talking with John Tibbs. He's a recording artist out of Nashville, Tennessee, and he has a story about how God was able to use his challenges for his glory. Fuller, you ready? Let's go. Thank you for joining us at Real Talk Christian, a place where real Christians talk about real issues impacting the community and the world as it pertains to Christians. Now here are your hosts, Mark Hyde and Chris Fuller. Fuller, welcome back, dude. What's going on, Mark? How you doing today? I'm tired, bro. Yeah? I am exhausted, dude. I've been at nose and a computer all day doing manuals and policies and procedures wow. for children's ministry. That's uh, that's some fun and exciting things. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be honest. It sucks. Right. But, dude, I'm excited for tonight, though. Dude. It's been a it's, long day, but I'm excited for we've tonight. We've been hyping this up to everybody, yep. too. We're like, man, we got the best person coming on for an interview. Fant- and, and, dude, I even Not just got Not just a, an interview. It's a conversation. I actually got a text for... Well, okay. So, I got... Two different texts. One is don't screw up tonight. <laughs> I got another one that says John Tibbs. We just, well, John Tibbs is here in case you're wondering, but another one just lay said, John Tibbs, music is awesome. Have fun. And then another one of them is like, you guys are going to do great. Another one is like, ask all the questions I texted you, which we're not going to do that. <laughs> so, so my teenagers are even so, excited for tonight let's, too, man. Let's talk about who we have. Let's here. do it. So, so tonight we have live. Not in studio, but definitely live. We have recording artist John Tibbs with us. John Tibbs is went to college at least here in Anderson, right, Indiana, yeah. a little bit south of yes. us, but now hails in Nashville. So, dude, Tibbs, what's up, man? Hey, it's so good to be with y'all. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's great to have you. Wait, wait, <laughs> pause, pause. I heard y'all, y'all. Well, he's. In, I mean, I heard y'all. He's in the south, south of us. Yep, south of us. <laughs> Oh, Apologies, that's going to happen a lot. That's all right. We'll, we'll go ahead and take it. I had to have some fun with it, man. Well, so. dude, John, we're excited to have you on, man. But here's the deal. So, I mean, Fuller and I obviously have been Instagramming and Facebook stalking you like crazy the last last little bit. And um, listening to your music. And- yeah, yeah, been, been, been hanging out with you via Spotify. Right. Um, but I don't know if a lot of listeners know who you are. So why don't totally. you give us the quick bio and and not just the the John bio. Don't give us the Wikipedia version. No, we like, want the real bio. Yeah. We want the real story. <laughs> oh, so I would say that the bio I would give is I'm a guy who uh been happily hitched uh for almost a decade now. Um Emily's amazing. She teaches uh, second grade and uh we're here in Tennessee. Uh I've been uh, singing and touring for almost, uh, let's see, I started full-time 2013. So, uh, coming up on, uh, anniversary number seven, which is crazy to me. And, uh, I'm a diehard Kentucky basketball fan. So, and podcast is done. Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) I was about to say, don't hold that against me. Go go Irish. (laughs) Oh yeah, no. Go Irish and go Northwestern Wildcats. <laughs> nice. Two teams nice. that don't know how to play basketball. Right, but okay. Exactly. <laughs> it's awesome. it's uh so uh it's it's actually pretty comical because it's um yeah, so I, I mean as a kid I was in Kentucky and then um 
when we got a little bit older, we ended up in uh, Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, outside Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm a pastor's kid. And uh, graduated high school there, and then I went to college in Anderson, Indiana. And um, that's the place where I got, uh, you know, uh, uh, basically I got uh, connected to Emily there. We started dating and, of course, got hitched. And, you know, I tease. So it's, it's kind of like I got, like, um, inducted into – uh, into the family that's about as Hoosier as it gets. And <laughs> it's it's like her ancestors, you know, came out in the 1800s and like hiked out to Anderson, Indiana, and they just like sat down wow. and been there Very ever nice. since. You know, all of her aunts and uncles school. and grandparents are there. So, so let me so ask you like, this, John, real fast. Yeah. So if you could pick out one quality trait in Emily that would be your like, this is why I married her, what would it be? Oh, that's way unfair. <laughs> um, I mean, I married so high up there isn't any oxygen, man. So it's like, it's really hard to narrow that one. Good answer. Good answer. I, I would say like, uh, Emily is so consistent. So it's like oh, all of her ooh. good attributes are so consistent. So like, uh, yeah, I mean, um, you, you yeah. know, I'm taking marital advice from you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Don't, Don't do that. <laughs> but yeah, I think I, uh, I think if I would have to answer that, I would say that. So I've never heard that's, consistent. I like it though. It's something that's unique. It's very, yeah. Unique. And it now, kind of covers all the good attributes. Cause it's like, she's consistent with all right? those things. Was, so. now, now does she sing as well? Or is, is it she more of. No. Okay. Nope. I um I actually her. actually I feel her. when her and I were engaged, I had her in a like a, like a whole group of people singing um um like on on an EP I did when I was in college, and she about passed out. She was so nervous. She said she's never going to do that again. So <laughs> and it was for an EP. <laughs> well, I love what? it, man. And oh, and it was sorry. for an EP. It wasn't oh, even yes. live. Yeah, yeah, it was just a couple songs. <laughs> That's awesome. So when you were in Anderson, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm guessing, was it at Anderson University then? Yep, yep, correct. Fantastic. So did you grow up Church of God? No, I'm just curious. Yep, Church of God Anderson, as opposed to Church of God Tennessee, which there's yep. a lot of those people down here. So Yeah, my, uh, uh, yeah fun fact that I don't even think you know, my, my uh, grandfather, he's Dr. Hyde, actually. He's smarter than all of us combined. He, he actually either got his Ph.D. or his master's from Anderson, one of the two. Oh, so nice. I actually come, awesome. I got some Church of God strains in me. Very nice. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm, I, now I'm Reformed Baptist, so he's like, he doesn't, you know, acknowledge my existence anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's funny. Not really. Not really. But um, so is that how you found Anderson then? Was just because of your church, your youth group, and that was your guys' university? Yeah. So I'm a Church of God pastor's kid. And so, you know, um, they always held like, like, um, I guess like, uh, like a big pastor's conference. So, uh, I used to go there as a kid and there's a handful of colleges, but, um, Anderson university has a pretty good, um, arts, you know, option. They've had a handful of artists come out of there. And so, uh, ended up choosing there and yeah. So I started there in 2008. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of how I ended up choosing, um, to go to Anderson, it it was definitely oh, a good school. So. That's cool, and, and and so from from what I'm hearing, you studied music there. Then I did, yes, sir. Okay, yeah, awesome. No, that's that's so, terrific, man. Go ahead. So tell us a little bit more about um, like your as your childhood. Uh, how did you get into music? 
Ooh, so um, we were at our house. I was, this is still when I was in Kentucky, so I was under the age of like six. And um, my parents were practicing at the house, I think over some songs they were going to do at church this Sunday. And I came up and I bit her in the back of her hand. And (laughs) she was playing the piano. (laughs) And so. You unruly pastor's kid, you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's all been downhill ever since then too. But no. So uh, I bit her and as a punishment, um, my parents were like, you have to practice an hour every day on the piano. So um, that's how I started playing piano. Thank you, Uh, mom and dad. Yep, thank you, mom and dad. And, I'm gonna start doing that to my kid. <laughs> Grab that guitar. You got work to do. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so we, you know, started doing that and uh, did not enjoy it at all. But uh, kept, you know, being told I had to do it. And then somewhere about in high school, um, uh, I started to, you know, grow get active at our church and stuff. And um, at this point, you know, I picked up the uh alto saxophone uh which i don't currently you know have on any hours but then you know of course the acoustic too uh and Mm -hmm. uh keys and acoustic are the kind of two go-tos i have and uh started um diving deep in high school and uh i was an athlete you know i played soccer and uh you're speaking uh, uh, mark's language there yes awesome and um, so, like, I played that in high school. People really didn't have any idea that, like, I did music at all, uh, which is pretty comical. Uh, the only exception is the kids who attended our church. So, um, so I was just an athlete and uh, kind of did that at church and at home, that kind of thing. And when it came time, you know, to choose uh, schooling and, um, you know, the passion for mm. music kind of gotten so big where I chose to do that. So, and you know, like about the time when I was probably about six or seven, I started having a, um, a stutter just like that. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and so kind of like, you know, being able to articulate perfectly the exact thing I'm trying to say hasn't always been easy for mm-hmm. me. And, um, it's always been like a great outlet, I guess. And uh, I think so when I you play older, music, does the stutter go away? Yes, correct. Nope, I I do not. Oh, that's uh, stutter at all. Hmm. Wow, saying, so. that's awesome. So so let me ask you this then, because you said you mentioned like the only kids that knew that you played music was the kids that went to your church. So did right. you lead worship in youth group then? Was that kind of where the, the the passion got you know a little fueled? I guess. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. So like. You know, I'm I'm even thinking because we actually have a couple kids who listen. I called him out two weeks ago, and he wasn't paying attention to the podcast, yeah. and he snapped back in. And it was he's kind a of funny. PK too. <laughs> he's a PK. He, he's he's my worship uh, leader for youth group, man. He's a super nice. cool kid. I got a couple other ones that I mean, they're I, I have one of those talents. Now they're all going to college, and I'm kind of bummed about it. Yeah. I'm losing. Uh, three uh, worship, I'm losing three my three worship leaders in one. Man, year. as a youth but, pastor, that's about as bad as it gets. I'm I'm done, bro. I'm quitting. That's it. <laughs> no more music. That's it. No, I I still I still got some people who can sing, and thankfully I can play guitar decently well. So I'll, nice. We'll manage. We'll be all right. Yeah. We'll be all right. But um, but as a kid, like as a as a teenager, performing music, um, 
I, I guess what I'm what I'm thinking of, I think of these kids who are constantly playing music and, and they love it and they go for it. When did you decide to pursue it? Like like as in like this is something I want to spend the rest yeah. of my life doing. Yeah, definitely. So I'm I mean, I'll be honest, I always thought I was gonna be on staff at a church and mm-hmm. uh, you know, do some, you know, church conferences or you know, that kind of thing. I didn't ever intend to just tour full time. Um, that hadn't ever been on the books and kind of how it happened was, so, um, you know, I started attending school in 08, uh, probably by January, I was on staff at a church there doing, um, you know, doing arts and worship for junior high and senior high church. Uh, and this point they had a contemporary worship option that was like towards, towards like kids who attended Anderson university um it was a it was it was a church that had like their like adult worship options at the time were pretty much like like um orchestra and that sort of thing so so you had like traditional service then we had the we don't want to lose people so let's get the millennial service right exactly um and so i started doing that and then basically as i graduate college that service you know, kept getting bigger and bigger and so they ended up offering that as like an adult option to everybody and so i ended up there on staff of the church hmm. uh full time which that was the thing i was you know hoping to do and um so and it, you know honestly it kind of came down to a combination of so during that that season at the church i had some songs come out of there that i put together as an ep and you know, put it out and, um, kind of really opened up a bunch of doors. And so I started getting asked to, you know, to go to dates to, you know, open up, you know, this is, this is back in like 2012 probably. So it was like, so was that the, uh, swallowing death, breathing life EP from that? Yes. You have done your history homework. (laughs) No, dude, I I have Spotify pulled up. (laughs) Nice. nice. Make it, make it, baby. I think I made it. Exactly. So like, so, um, that EP really opened up bunch of doors i started you know getting asked to you know open up for bands like uh gunger and uh 10th avenue north and all of that stuff back in that day and so and don't forget uh, audrey assad well so was yeah, that later so Aud- yes that was after that so it kind of came to the point where i like I, I was gone all the time and you know it was it was a church that was going through a pretty difficult uh chapter and um you know, just kind of got a point where Emily and I were both like, well, you know, to be honest, I have to give her all, like every ounce of credit. I was way too uh, scared of kind of stepping out because, mm. you know, at the time, uh, you know, Emily had still been, you know, in school because I graduated early and, you know, our goal was to, you know, do college and not have debt and all of that stuff. And like, I was like, the person you're like hey let's go solo time income right and and it was like how in the world can i sing songs and eat and all of that stuff and you know uh and was like you have to do this and it was just really cool just how those doors kept opening and so yeah so i stepped out of stepped out of uh you know being outside of the church there uh i did all the way up to easter of 2013 and then i was done and i did a kickstarter to do that anchor ep which is the second one and then audrey um and her husband at the time heard it and 
uh, it was it was kind of perfect timing because Audrey had had um, just been getting out of her deal um, at uh, Capital and started her own independent thing, and she was going out on her like debut independent mm-hmm. tour and all that stuff. And she heard right. it, and she was like, "Hey, it'd be great to have you open up." And so that that was such a huge opportunity that just kind of happened instantly. And then it was just like, after that just door after door kept opening. So, but let's not forget it was your wife that pushed you to do it. Oh, totally, man. <laughs> Thank you, Emily. We appreciate it as listeners. <laughs> yeah. Same here, man. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So, so let me go back to this. So you were at the church, um, yep. on staff and I mean, obviously you were doing the typical, I mean, it was 2012. So, you know, right. This is before, a lot of the big names were even big, which is kind of funny to think that elevation right. wasn't even <laughs> right. what it is now. So, so oh, you're totally leading worship, yeah. doing their stuff, doing Hillsong, all these different things. What made you decide to start writing your own music rather than just do a typical, yeah, worship pastor thing? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, well, I always, you know, it's kind of been interesting uh, how it's all turned out. Like, so during that season, uh, there were a lot of maybe like indie or worship acts that were getting some good, you know, mm-hmm. tr- yep. traction, you know, uh, Gunker was doing some worship stuff. Uh, all sons and daughters was just coming on the scene. Yes. That, that, that whole scene was just kind of getting started. And I just deeply connected to that and tried to just add to that. Um, and, um, you know, it's been amazing cause it's like, uh, I'm very passionate about corporate worship, but um, uh, it, it's, you know, it's got a point where it's like, like I still have corporate worship songs that come out and end up on like albums, but mm-hmm. at the same time, that isn't the common thing anymore. And, um, um, uh, and so it's like, that's kind of the place where I got started, but just naturally over time, um, things have birthed out of that, I guess you can mm, say. Okay. No, that's cool. So, so let me ask you about your music style then, if that, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. So, so on, on, okay. So I got to ask dude, your, your website bio, did you write that yourself? Uh, I did not. Cause I'm, I'm like, pull it up cause I'm not even sure who wrote that or what it says. <laughs> well, no, you read it and it's like, it's that cross between, I'm like, okay, this dude is like, I don't, I don't know how I, I mean, it's, it's beautifully written, but it's more right. the fact of just like, I would feel so weird typing stuff like this out for myself. You know what I mean? No, I definitely did not write that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's, that's your agency at work. <laughs> yes, it is. All right. So, but, but even wiki says, you know, the, your writing style is, and I quote, biblically based autobiographical <laughs> lyricism, which I can't even say the word sixth grade. Like, Oh, I said it right. You almost had it. almost. I say sixth graders all the time, so I can't even say that. Um, so, what on earth? Does... It sounds like he's talking about Star Wars. He says sixth graders instead there of sixth. Yeah, and when I say, I, I, yeah, I, I get made fun of even in my sermons for things I can't say. Speech <laughs> therapy, man. Leave me alone, Fuller. But um, so, so biblically based autobiographical lyricism. What the heck does that mean? Like, <laughs> you know, I couldn't tell you. Uh, I didn't come up with that. So uh, it sounds great, though. It sounds that legit. Did you kind of person who put with that on there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no. Um, you know, I'm guessing that, uh, like, uh, I'm guessing that that's 
that's a very kind person um, that put that on there. That's probably talking about it because I do have a handful of songs that are just like straight out of scripture, you know. Right. Um, so I think that's what they're probably talking about. But right, and then autobiograph- autobiographical lyricism. I gotta change that word, man. Autobiographical um, <laughs> lyricism, which which is about your story. So exactly. you know, like, I mean, like Midwest Magic. I, I'm guessing that's either about your wife or your dog. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, oh man! Which my teens have been like they they they've been hanging out with that song. I, I sent it to a couple of my country fanatic teens. They're like, "This is great!" So nice, nice. Thanks. And one of them, one of them's like, "She's like, I had to stop." I'm like, Mid-, "She's like, Midwest Magic is just hilarious to think about a girl being Midwest Magic because it's just clever." Um, <laughs> but so, are a lot of these songs from your story, from your past? Absolutely, yes. That's I. I mean, I would venture to say that like 99.9% of tunes come out of that place. Um, And um, I think the only exception to that is a song that I covered, actually, um, that I put out last, oh, it was probably last September. It's called uh, Ear Hate. And that was a song I heard for the first time. And I was like, that's like best song i've ever heard i have to see okay this one. because i'm like i thought i heard that on the radio here locally even though i never listened to radio but i remember yeah. heard it once and i'm like then i heard your voice i'm like that doesn't match up with what i remember but yes so it's you uh, should have written it though bro because oh, I, I mean your voice I wish, is amazing with that song man that song honestly the first time i heard the song and there have been a handful of people like that composed that one um but um the, the like I think that the story of the origin, it was, it was right after like a incident at a high school happened and it was just horrible. And, um, and, uh, they got together and pinned, pinned it. And, you know, the first time I heard it, I just thought this has to be a song, you know, mm. that is done in churches. Cause I think it sums it all up with like, there's just so much going on right. almost daily. And it's like that hope that just keeps going is um, is is uh, the thing that I just have to hang on to. And um, you know, I heard it out of a country artist, and so I thought, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this thing. And so I've got the opportunity where you know I pretty much do that song every evening, and I do it in churches and it's it's just so cool to see how uh, it's been able to connect to so many different people yeah um i uh i did a gig up in uh jersey uh i, I think it's probably this back past september october and i did that song and um and a gal came up to me and you know just in tears and um she was just talking about how i connected to her and you know um here I am in Jersey, you know, singing about a song that, you know, directly talks about, you know, all the, uh, terrorist attacks that happened. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, there were people there that night that were orphaned because of that. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just like things you don't ever even think about. And I, I just think that's, that is, uh, that's just the cool thing about that. I get to do this and, and tunes is this, is just that there's something about art that connects different people. Um, uh, you know, and hopefully I'm able to do that and point them to, to, you know, just, uh, all the goodness of Jesus. So awesome. Hey, so Tibbs, let me ask you a question following up with that. Since, you know, you're talking about a song that 
kind of gives it a little bit of inspiration. Yeah. Uh, who, who kind of helped inspire you? What, you know, what types of artists did you like kind of growing up that kind of inspired and kind of formed your music, your musical style? Yes. So, um, I would say there's been different like seasons uh, of that, you know, as a kid, mm-hmm. um, definitely got, uh, the place where I would like digest every CD I could ever hold on to. So, right. um, you know, Pastor's Kid Home definitely had to listen to a lot of, you know, church music, Christian music. So I would say, bro, any... we know you snuck some of the bad stuff in. Don't <laughs> <laughs> look around. So I did have some backdoor avenues in high school, but yeah. uh, but uh, but like, I mean, in junior high, I mean, it it was like you know Chris Tomlin, David Crowder. Stephen Chris Chapman, it was just all, all of those people. Now, um, then when I got to college, I would say there was like this, like, um, there was like this, like, emo era. I like to oh, call yeah. it. I and, love oh, the yeah. emo era. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were all there, know. too. <laughs> yeah. Just still would be all there. The acoustic stuff, right? Like, right. you know, Iron and Iron and Elite Foxes and Damien Urice, just like all of that stuff, right? Um, then after that, like I said, you know, I really got into the worship scene with Gunger and Austin's and John Mark and mm-hmm. the past few years, you know, I definitely, I would say I digest like a ton of music, but what I keep going back to is like the old stuff, like the Eagles and Spur Ingstein and Tom right. Petty so- and just all of those kind of artists that I didn't, uh, you know, necessarily digest as a kid. Um, but they were always there. Our hometown, Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. It's like this, like I, uh, it is the most like stereotypical Western Pennsylvania town in the best way. I always tease. It's like <laughs> the best word Steelers like took home the Super Bowl in the eighties and like time just like stood Stopped. still <laughs> and yeah. it's like still there. And so it's like every time we'd go out to eat or go to you know school or games, it was just like right. those those tunes were always there. And mm. so uh, yeah, so I've kind of really been kind of going back and like having like an adult education of like all those things that I didn't uh, get to like dive deep on as a kid, but I experienced. So. That's cool, man. So I've got another follow up question with that one. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> so my question is, is what what Christian artist? that you have not currently met, would you look forward to Oh, meeting? here we go. Oh, man. <clears throat> That's a tough one, I know. <laughs> you, you know, I haven't ever met uh, Toby Mac, and um, I feel like he's pretty much the only guy at this point I haven't met personally. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, Toby Mac. If you're listening yeah, right now, actually, Toby. Oh yeah, no, 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 Toby and um, Stephen Curtis uh, Chapman. Oh, oh, and, see, now you're talking foreign now, language. Now, see, yeah, because I'm like in love <laughs> with his deeper roots, where the Bluegrass Grows CD that he just released in 2019, like that's yes. my jam right there. <laughs> see, so I didn't. Older is our resident that, boomer. Nice, nice. I uh, yeah. no, but like both of like. I would say both of those guys kind of created a lot of their own opportunities and have just yeah. hustled it, you know, and have been right. so like, uh, they have been awesome 
stewards of their opportunities and have put in right, you know yeah. decades of time and uh it's been cool to see so i would have to have to say both of those too you you just became uh my wife's new favorite person yep. because she <laughs> is like she's from her childhood she's loved stephen curtis chapman so nice like, <laughs> nice you saying that she's gonna be like, all right, I like this guy. I'm gonna listen to more of his music. Yeah, see, and I was the, I was more of the t- two extremes where it's like I want Hawk Nelson's Stellar Cart, or I yes. want Jump Five. Like those are my. <laughs> yeah, nice. I remember when I met Jason Dunn for the first time. I couldn't speak. Right, words did not come out. <laughs> That's funny. It was awesome. That's it was awesome. A little starstruck. <laughs> Very starstruck. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this, man, Fair. because writing music is is what you do. I mean, obviously, it's it's how you eat, it's how you pay the bills. Um, and and I was thinking about this, you know, as a pastor. Um, you know, for me, I struggle with you know having to fake it in terms yeah, of man. if I'm not really feeling spiritual, and it's like, hey, you know, Sunday's still here. You still got to preach. The teenagers are still coming. You still got to minister to them, even when, let's be honest, sometimes your cup might be kind of empty. Um, so do you find this to be true also as a Christian musician? And then how do you personally come combat both faking it and then not growing in your personal walk? If that makes sense. Totally. So, you know, I think, um, I think uh, the experience I've had of being on staff of the church and doing this thing has really garnered me a lot of perspective and I have the utmost respect for, you and for other pastors because of that. Uh, I mean, it is so deeply complicated. I think the idea of, of taking care of your spiritual self and then guiding it, you know, dozens or hundreds or thousands of other people in that, you know, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, um, and doing that out of a honest position, uh, especially because I feel like just like inside the church, it's really, especially if like you're like in charge, it's really uh, hard to have those kind of honest conversations with people. Um, so, you know, I think that is that experience. I think as as an artist, uh, it's kind of almost the opposite. And, and it could just be this, like just because of this thing I have, but it's like, you know, like, you know, I, I had been picked up and like, I did the whole like big company album, that kind of thing. And, you know, I've gotten back to like a indie spot and, um, and, you know, in doing that, it's just like, I try to be as absolutely, you know, honest and to the point as I can be with people who tune into the, you know, constant updates. And so I think that that paired with just the avenue of art itself, you know, opens it up for those opportunities to be, you know, honest and vulnerable and ask cool, cool questions. And so like, I think that's like part of the best thing that I get to do is just, is that I do have those opportunities that if I had been on the church, it would probably be a little bit different and a little bit more difficult, but like there was a, um, there was a song on this upcoming EP that I put out in October. It's called, uh, details. And, you know, if you pull it up, it just like asks question after question after question. And it comes back to the chorus where it's just like a personal, like, like, God, like, I hope you're in this thing, but that's it. Like, it doesn't like ever come down on some, like, like, 
you know, I am so confident that you have me. <laughs> like, like, uh, yeah. like, you know, it's just like it, a it, it leaves you hanging in that tension. Yeah, exactly. And I think I'm able to do that um, just because of this avenue I have. And so uh, that's 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 definitely been like a huge upside to this position because, you know, uh, I've, uh, I think that um, what you all do as pastors is so freaking hard. So, and that's uh, why I have a counselor that I meet with every other week. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Good. Yeah. It's awesome. He's, he's, I do he's too, my pastor. Yeah. That's awesome. So let me ask you this then. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm listening to you speak and you're like, I'm like, man, that sounds freeing actually. Right. But, but how do you grow in your spiritual walk then? Like, like what are, what are some disciplines and practices that you do? Yeah. I mean, per air is just such a huge thing. Um, and you know, uh, I think the last couple years, um, I've really been able to unpack a lot and, um, it's kind of been because I've been able to get to a place where I'm okay to, to go to bed in the evening and not have the exact answer. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. and it's just been a process of like opening hands up on, um, on things that like I've tried to, like I've tried to dictate and I've tried to be in charge and, you know, like, you know, that's been a process, not just in personal faith, but with everything. Um, right. you know, there was this, uh, episode, I guess, uh, back, back in December to in 2019, like I got up in a hotel, I, I was on tour. I was, I was, uh, somewhere in Kansas and like, I couldn't stand up at all. And I just completely hunched over and I hadn't ever had back problems, but suddenly like I just had the worst, um, thing where I could not stand up and I got home and what ensued from December till February was, was, was like every day the pain would increase and it got to the point where I, I couldn't stand. I couldn't be in bed. I couldn't be in a car or in a chair without just constant horrible pain I've never had. And what I found is I had like this DNA issue that the area back there is super tight. And I had this like um, issue that just caused it to tighten and tighten, tighten. So it was pushing out like every disc. And, um, so the pain was just debilitating. And, you know, at the same time, it's like, like I tour a lot, I tour probably like, uh, like 180 to 200 dates. So like I'm in a lot of tiny airplanes and I'm on a lot of interstates and I'm, you know, thinking how in the world am I going to keep doing this? And so we, we started going through, all the like all the options and it got to the point where I had to have an operation and you know like I'm a healthy guy I'm a very active guy uh if I have a day off I enjoy like just being outside or like hiking like that's been everything and so it's just really daunting and and um you know they had this operation uh, you know they were able to take parts out that they need to take out and chiseled it out and open it up. And, you know, the operation open it up, like open your backup. Yes, correct. So they actually took like pieces of it out and they did all that. It's kind of insane. They did all that in a little over an hour and I got up and, um, the pain was instantly just like over and gone and hasn't been back. And I, and I'm back to doing everything I was before, but during that season, like those, 
90 days, it was such a journey of like who is in charge and mm-hmm. kind of really coming true. But like, like there are people who are like, there are people who have debilitating Ill, like illnesses and they don't ever get healed. And like, I have to be okay with like coming to terms with that and just trusting yeah. that, that I'll be okay. And that, and, um, and sure. I think that even if the pain doesn't ever go or disappear, it's like, like, um, the activities that I do and, and, you know, touring and like all of these jobs I have with that, like, that isn't the thing that, that I guess like, um, like, like, um, it isn't who I am. And it's like who I am is like a person in Jesus. And that is the only thing that I get to dictate. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and so that whole process has really impacted, I think every area. Um, Cause I feel like that really, you know, was something that I had to come to terms with. And that was a very external thing, but through that process, I found there were a lot of internal things that I was coming up against. I was trying to be in charge and the bottom line is like god's in charge and so that has been something about personal faith um that um uh that has i think just been such a huge um kind of just uh journey and season and you know that was the whole purpose that i answered per air because like i think just the conversations back and forth with god is is kind of how I am able to process those things. And so, yeah, yeah, wow. that's, that is yeah, that, I mean, uh, a very complicated answer to a simple question. Sorry. <laughs> but it wasn't a simple question. And we definitely, <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's, if you, that's, the, that's the real talk, man. If you were here watching us right now, like you're telling the story and Mark and I's jaw are like to the floor. We're like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. that's, that's crazy, man. And <laughs> it, it's great to see that, um, through the help of the doctors, you know, God has healed you and you're able to go back to the activities that you're doing um, yep. and being able to tour and, and use being used by God as a tool to help others worship him. It's, it's yep, awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and, and, and was that kind of, the, oh, like, no, go ahead, man. Go ahead. You know, and like, you know, that was a particular situation I had, but you know, uh, I think all of us have those things <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, I, I just always like, um, like I had a person, you know, come up to me after a concert. Um, cause I talk, you know, I talk a bunch of, you know, gigs and kind of give a bunch of insight to tunes and all that stuff. And they're like, man, you've experienced a ton. And I was like, yeah, I have, but also at the same time, like, I don't think I have, like, I, I just think that somehow I've been given this gift of like being able to like, point those things out and you know i tell you like maybe i'm just like such a narcissist that like i have to like see all those things about me but dude you're creative bro it's yeah. a, yeah. a lesson and a curse you're creative exactly but like i think truly that we all have those things and it's just you know it's up to us to like handle them appropriately and process it, them appropriately so hopefully it's, it's good when... Go hopefully the experiences that i have and like you know, how I'm able to experience it, like, and just kind of opening up about it. Hopefully it can like encourage others to do that too. Well, the great thing about you opening up and, and telling like this story here on, on RTC with us and sharing that with us is that, um, oftentimes I've know I've, I've talked to several people and even myself included, you know, you think of, uh, 
a recording artist who's out touring and stuff. It's like, man, you know, God's got their hand. Nothing ever happens in their life. Like God's yeah. just guiding them through and it's great. And, and to hear that story, it, it brings you back down to that. Hey, you know, we're all made in the same image of God. We are Absolutely. all equal. So it's great to hear stuff like that. Um, it's encouraging to me. Awesome. Uh, as, as just a steel steel worker, you know, that, Hey, you know, everybody is, is on an equal playing field with God. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely, great, man. man. We appreciate you sharing that story. No, yeah, definitely, man, definitely. Um, now, hopefully, I mean, it's we've been going for a little bit. Hopefully you still have some more time to hang out with us. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so I was thinking back because uh, I think you mentioned it in passing where you had the stutter problem, like like when, yes. when that kind of came about too. So you, well, 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 before we get to there, how old are you, bro? <laughs> I am uh, tool nine, so uh, and my birthday is March twenty second. Ah, you'll fart. He calls you an old fart. Hey, man, it's so true. I'm I'm thirty, almost thirty one. Marcus, I just turned twenty eight. Yeah, so, so. <laughs> nice. You're, 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 you're not you're an a old good fart. company, bro. You're a good company. I call everyone a boomer who's older than me, but yeah. you know it's all That's good. Funny. It's all fun. <laughs> yeah, don't tell. So say that because he will go at but me. What, but what we discussed in, in our last podcast that we recorded was that uh, Mark is a millennial with like a Gen Z attitude because he I'm hangs out with yeah man. he hangs out with the youth so much like he thinks like a Gen Z guy. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't said any any like Gen Z phrases yet though, and, and he hates calling me a boomer all the time because I'm like thank you yeah <laughs> like, you that's a compliment <laughs> thank you. Well, <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> but uh. So, so, I mean, you're right in the same age as, as we are, which is, I yeah. think is dope. There you go. It's dope. Awesome. Um, but so, you know, you, you talk about the back issues that you had and how you were able to, you know, reevaluate and, and re-put the fact of, you know, no matter what happens, you know, hallelujah anyways, God's still good. I'm still his son. You know, he's still my father. I, this is who I am. Yeah. Did you kind of have an identity crisis like that when the stutter came as well? Like, is there kind of a story mm -hmm. that goes along with that? I would say that the stutter's always been there. <laughs> um, mm. So, you know, I got the stutter as a kid now, um, but like it has always been there, but I haven't always acted as if it has been. So, and, you know, I'll go through seasons where it's not really that big of a problem, seasons where it's just awful. So, um, you know, it's definitely still something that, that I experience like day in, day out. Um, right. So I started stuttering when I was about, it was right after me to Pennsylvania. So anywhere from age like six to eight or so. Um, okay. And, um, you know, saw doctors and all that stuff and um, picked up on, you know, things to be able to do to skip over having a hard time talking. And I think that was helpful as a kid. Um, but it had always been something that like I was putting a lot of energy into, you know, skip it over having a hard time talking, but, um, you know, that's easier to do when you engage with like a particular group of people every day, like day in and day out. It's like, that's the group of people that you engage with and, you know, yeah, all of try our, family. Yeah, exactly. But like, you know, uh, back in 2014 when I started touring and I started talking to strangers every day and that is just when anxiety just spiked and i well i can't say that i've always been very anxious about it there was a time in um high school where 
I was, you know, in the hospital for two evenings just because I was so anxious. I was so ill. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but like, so it's always been a thing, but, um, you know, after I started touring full time, that is the place where it really just peaked. And I was so afraid of owning it and just accepting it and just kind of being okay with it, honestly. And, you know, uh, cause I was, uh, I was so afraid that was going to be the only thing people would ever like, like that would be the only thing I would be, I, I, identified as and um and you know got to a point where i was like i i I just can't hide this and um it's been such a uh, such a awesome personal journey uh you know um it's like you know i got a place where i see it is just like it's called the like it's called the uh john tibbs accent now like you know like, <laughs> it, i love it it, it is just the like tib. who i am the it's the tibbs it's the tibbs <laughs> it, you know it is just who i am it's a piece of me um and i'm okay with that and you know at the same time too you know opening up on stage you know it's just it has just provided so many opportunities to talk to right. so many different people who have experienced that or who have you know experienced something completely different too um right. you know and you know in uh in scripture uh it says uh, you know our darkest is our in our weakest hour his power is perfect and it's like that's something that i experience like daily and mm. uh to be able uh to encourage people in that um mm, yeah is uh something that uh yeah that i just think is something so important and so i keep doing it man so yeah i like it yeah i mean we all have to remember that we're made in the image of god and and we're perfectly and wonderfully made god doesn't make mistakes he makes us who we are so we can reach others that are lost and don't know him right and and, and it's that second corinthians passage too where it's the fact of i went through this so that or not so that but since i went through this i can help other people to see you know what on that same I, I, I understand. I've been there, but look what God has done in, in the process. Yeah, definitely. No, I, that's really cool, man. So, um, so absolutely, man, it's, we've had a good long conversation, so <laughs> I don't want to end it though. If, if you got anything else you want to say, man. So, so before we stop recording, um, is there anything you would like to share with the, with the, the, the listening crew just about what's going on? Um, any more stories from you that you would like to share or just maybe, maybe even stuff that's coming in 2020 you're excited about? Yeah, no. Um, I would say if you haven't yet, you know, definitely go to you know either Apple or Spotify or YouTube and you know check it out. And if you do dig it, like uh, it, it uh, you know it helps us a ton. If you like um, hit the like add button or the follow button or any of those things. Um, I'm kind of in a season where I'm changing where, you know, I used to put out just like an album at a time or like a couple songs and then like an EP, but now we're just putting, you know, single off, single off, single. So there's a lot of uh, tunes that I just put out, I put out like a single in September, October and December. And we just dropped one on Friday. Uh, awesome. and, um, and then, you know, we've got a couple other ones coming up. Uh, so definitely just kind of, you know, check those out. And then of course I'm on 
Instagram and Facebook way too much, but uh, I um, I answer everybody on there, and uh, I think really? it's a great. Okay. Uh, you know, yes, every single person. So uh, it's just great avenue to like stay in touch. So uh, I'd be so happy to stay in touch on there as well. Well, if there's a dude by the name of Nathaniel Latson blowing you up, let me know. Yeah. I'll shut him down. <laughs> okay. Okay. He's one of my teens who loves music, and he, he, he just he he had he gave me well, a list of questions. I mean, he just picked up the guitar, the guitar, like what? Nice. Three years ago, two, four three years ago, he's, he's seventeen. He'll shred your face yeah, off. Yeah, like he's he's, good. he's re- getting really good. Nice, so. that's awesome, it's, man. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Well, hey, so I want to end it bring with it this on, though. So, something that we bring it on, Nathaniel. <laughs> <laughs> something that we have not <laughs> done yet, and I I want to try to try this out but i'm thinking we i have some questions from some of of our listening friends and and from me and i want to go rapid fire with these questions so i'm thinking like quick little snippets from each one of these questions some are random some are relevant some are just dumb but (laughs) we'll 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 see what we got so rapid fire quick response let's see what we got so the first question is, is what advice would you give to someone wanting to enter the music scene professionally Ooh, I would say be faithful in every opportunity that you get. Mm, I like it. I like it. Right. Uh, next one. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? I like that. Oh, man. I would be Peter Panning it up, man. Oh, yes. <laughs> Tights and all. I love Tights it, dude. And Heck yeah. <laughs> I love it. That, that isn't a superpower, but okay. Is that going to be your night? Like the next time you're touring, you're going to be like full Peter Pan dress, or <laughs> where the hat on stage? I I was expecting flying, be... not Peter Pan. Like that just threw me off. I love it. Though. I love it. All right, uh, what's your out, outside the Bible? Because we're all good Christians, but outside the Bible, what's your favorite book? Ooh, it's impossible. I read a lot. Oh, so um, so are you? So you're a reader? Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm a kind of a history nerd, so there's a few biographies I've been going through and uh, and autobiographies. Um, the guy who started Nike uh, has a great oh yeah, out. that's a cool story. New dog, of course. Uh, for Ingstein has his, and uh, Ger Ant is is an additional good book. But there there definitely isn't just a single book. So what are you reading right now, like? Uh, I'm going through, um, um, shoe dog currently. So I don't know Did if I know that, that one. Yeah. I'll say, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I know that one either. Yeah. Who's the, who's the uh, author? Oh, so that is, um, that is the, it's the autobiographical book, um, uh, out of the guy who started in, Nine. Oh, with Phil Knight. Oh, okay, okay, I just pulled you, it up. Yeah, Shoe Dog with Phil Knight. Okay, so you are currently reading that one. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I I watched the, you know the documentary and that was a little quicker, so that's what I did. But uh, oh, okay. so, so so next question. Um, you're a singer and a songwriter. What's your process from the idea to conception with your songs? Ooh, every song has its own journey. Uh, some songs come instantly. Some songs. You know, you get a little idea and you hash it out with a billion people. Uh, so there's definitely isn't like just a single like go to step by step process. Cool. Next one is the idea of a starving artist true. <laughs> um, like ramen noodles uh, and hot I mean, dog, baby. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it can be, but I think there's a lot of avenues out there to uh, take care of 
yourself. So, right. So what's the biggest, now this is not rapid fire. This is Mark literally curious as all get out. How do you yeah. make your money? Like, is it mainly CDs? Is it mainly tours? Uh, so, I mean, it's a little bit of everything. It's, uh, someone told me early, like someone told me early on that like, this is a big business of like, of, um, Oh, well, I'm going to try it. Uh, so he had this thing that he said, and I am totally blanking out on it. So never mind. <laughs> uh, no, uh, basically the, basically the thing he was getting at was like, there's, there are so many different avenues of income in this business. And so it kind of just all adds up. Um, uh, I mean, you know, think about it. It's like, you know, touring and, you know, table sales, and then, you know, Apple and Spotify and YouTube and, streaming and like downloads and all of that stuff and you know sponsorship so uh there's just a little bit of everything um oh, that's cool cool man yeah it's not not but, podcast um, because we have no money yeah but this we're self-funded <laughs> <laughs> all right here's awesome. the next one for you uh what skills do you need to have as a recording artist and what's the best way to hone those skills recording artist ooh like as in you're doing it yourself. Yeah, that yeah, I think that's what they yeah, were going right. with because you're you're a big independent guy. <clears throat> yes. Um. So I do not have that skill. I I decided early on that that was a technical space that I, was very complex, and there's always going to be someone who does it technically better. And so I decided early on that I was going to get really good at like the actual like art of, you know, crafting a song and executing the song. And I was going to be like a smart business guy and put myself in a place where I can pay the great hmm. studio guy to do it. So that's what I decided early on. I would say if someone's going to be doing the technical end, which is a great avenue, I would just say um, like, you don't have to necessarily go to school school for that but become an understudy, become an intern and just take every opportunity you can and just spend a lot of time in the studio. Um, definitely, you know, take a course or two, uh, go through books, all of that stuff. Uh, Cause it is like a very technical thing, but you also mm -hmm. need a lot of experience. So, so yes. Yeah, so, uh, so the combo of like, you know, take a couple courses, go through books, YouTube tutorials, and then just like start doing it in your house and all your off time. And beyond that, try to do an internship at a studio or something. Okay, cool. So, so now it, it, I guess it's another question. So you would say rather than go to school for it, just do it kind of, or, <laughs> oh, oh, or coming I, from a guy who went I, to, who went to school for it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I didn't go to school to do like, like, so like I didn't like take like studio classes at school. I thought you were talking about that whole end of things. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm uh, never going to discourage anybody from going to school. I think having education is fantastic. I'm just saying there are different avenues. And if, like, right. you know, going to college just to do studio work isn't in your cards, that's okay. There are other avenues. But, like, right. definitely put in, like, a lot of time yeah. educating yourself like and getting a lot of experiences. All right. Last yeah. one. Last one. You ready? bring it on if you could have any guitar in the world what would you have mm. oh man 
Wow, this is a nerd. Ordinary. This is a nerd question. This is a nerd question. I can I can tell you mine. A 1967 Gibson SG. Wow. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> when are you going to get the money for that, bro? Uh, it's about it's about eight thousand dollars. So that's why I haven't bought it yet. <laughs> See, I just want an American-made Fender Jazz bass. Oh no, actually Jaguar. Nice. Jaguars. I'm a Jaguar guy yeah. now, but <laughs> nice, I got a Squire. I got no. money for a Fender. <laughs> what's your what's your I, dream uh, axe, man? I mean, I currently have a a D18 that was built in the 80s. It's fantastic. Um, so I would need something to accompany that. I would go with like a tinier guitar. It's probably built in the 60s. Um, I would probably go Gibson. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, but go. I don't That's have like a boy. specific type. <laughs> Mainly because I'm a practical person and I cannot spend time thinking about that or I will end up in a guitar shop buying it, then I shouldn't do that right now. So. You sound a lot like me. That's why I don't go to guitar <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. Well, hey, dude, man, I, tips, I'm I'm beyond thankful for you, yeah, bro. Yeah, man, thanks for coming that on was, and joining that us. That was Thank a whole you lot of fun. Thank you. But before we end, though, Tibbs, we have a tradition that we do on our podcast, Since and we one. want you to be a part of this with us. Okay. This, we, so we do fun facts with Fuller at the end of every single episode where Chris tells us the world's dumbest facts. Actually, today's not okay. a bad one. Today's not a dumb fact? I, and some people may even know this one, but I didn't, so I'm bringing it up. All right, so so you and me, uh, Tibbs, we are going to enjoy Fun Facts with Fuller. All right, here we go. <laughs> Did you know that singing in a group boosts your mood? Multiple studies huh. have been conducted that prove singing as a part of a group provides numerous physical and emotional benefits. Researchers have discovered that singing is soothing and does indeed raise one's spirits and mood. When you sing with others, the body releases feel-good hormones like oxytocin, I think that's how you say it, I don't know, and reduces stress-causing ones like cortisol. Unless your name is Emily Tibbs, and then you want and to then, pass out. And then, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, oh, sorry, I Emily. That in. I had to toss that one in. That's awesome. Well, dude, seriously, Tibbs, so where can people find you real quick before we sign off? Yeah, it, uh, any like any uh, digital outlet, I'm on there. It's just a J O H N T I B B S. John Tibbs. Search it on, I mean anything, and I will pop up, and I would be so happy to stay in touch. That's awesome, awesome man. man. Well, dude, John, thanks for having, or not thanks for having us. Thanks Th- for letting, thanks. thanks for being a part with right. us. <laughs> Absolutely, seriously, uh, it was uh, so awesome to talk to y'all. Thank you very much. Awesome. Hey, yep. Talk to you later, All Tibbs. Right. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. All right, bye. Fuller, what do you think, bro? We just got done talking with Tibbs. Man, Tibbs was an amazing guest to have on to hear his story and some of the things that he's gone through as as a child, a PK. Um, all the way through his musical career so far. Yeah, that was cool. And this was a guy that I don't know if most people know. Like, we didn't reach out to him. Like, his people reached out to our people. It was great, though. I'm so glad that was God orchestrated right there, man. Dude, that- for us to to get to talk and have a conversation with Tibbs, man. It was awesome. And and I, we even made a friend and a contact. Yeah, and- yeah. It's gonna be great to carry on that relationship with him and and really uh, grow the the brotherhood that we already currently have. So, what was your favorite part of the podcast? Oh man, <laughs> that was uh, yeah. Uh, I think my favorite part was probably his story about his back because it was like mm. an awe drop moment for me. It was like wow, like, and that's why I said it, it during the podcast. Of man, that was like 
that was real, man. That brought you down to that human level for me. So like like our jaws, we were like literally dry. mouth open for like three minutes. We were like, "What? This is crazy." So, but Mark, what about you, man? What was your favorite part of the podcast? That story was cool. Like that was one that I didn't see coming. Right. You know, like like I like I knew going in like a little bit of his backstory not yeah we did our research a i mean bit, I, yeah so. we did our research and and um when when his people reached out to us like she mentioned just like a little blip of of what tip right. the story was but i really didn't know all of that um what i thought was actually super cool was was actually i enjoyed the rapid fire questions oh yeah because he went into like some he went even even into more depth of some areas of of what does it mean to be a singer songwriter yeah um his books, like the books he reads, right. like yeah, like, that was like cool. Like when you when you listen to recording artists, like you think of the big ones right now, like especially in today's Christian music sphere. You know, you got the classics: Jeremy Camps, right. Toby Mac. Uh, Lincoln he mentioned Brewster. it, yeah. Lincoln Brewster, Chris Tomlin. You think of these big guys, and they're these insane people with millions of followings and millions of dollars and record deals and churches. And it's like, they're all successful. And then Tibbs over here on the flip side where he's like, I like to read books. I have a dog. He's like, like, I have normal things that are going on. I'm a history guy. Yeah. yeah, Like like, like, that was just kind of cool. Like we got to see the inside scoop of someone who actually was a major record deal writer. Um, yeah, it was. But more than that, I think what actually impacted me more was off the air. Yeah, that conversation. Yeah, because he mentioned um, he was just a humble dude, man. Yeah. Like, he didn't even mention that he's been on tour and even wrote a song with Matt Mayer. Right. Like, Matt yeah, freaking we, Mayer. We discovered that afterwards. We're like, wait, what? We're like, wait a minute, bro. Like, you did that? And he goes, oh, yeah, I did that. And then 2015, like, he he did stuff with, uh, with the, news the News Boys. Boys. I mean, and it's he didn't like, even what? Mention it. And then at the end, he was like, dude, what are your socials? Like, are you guys, like, do you have kids? Are you married? Do you have animals? Like, he's like, he yeah. wanted to know about us. Well, and then it was like, great. He's like, man, next time in the area, like, let's go to Chipotle. Let's go to Chipotle. I'm like, yeah, we're down. <laughs> let's go. Uh, so I had a, I, oh, dude, it was, it was a great, just, time, was a great, great was, time. Yeah. Um, but hey, if you're still listening at this point in the conversation, um, Tibbs actually gave us some music downloadable MP3s. I know a lot of people do Spotify and Apple Music and all that kind of stuff, but Tibbs is going to be giving us like some actual MP3 downloads that we'll be able to give to the people. Right. So um, listen to them, share them. Yeah. Get get it. Get Tibbs is such a good guy, and his music is so powerful. Support the man. Support the guy, man. Right. Support him. So so here's how you can access the this free downloadable mp3s um and i'm not sure if it's a full ep or if it's one of his older cds Mm -hmm. i haven't gotten it yet um but what you're going to do is you're going to go to our show notes and inside of the show notes there will be a um dropbox link or a google drive link based on if dropbox i think my dropbox is full so it might be google drive (laughs) um and all you gotta do is click that link and you can download them and if you have your phone if you got your computer anywhere you want to put it you can put his stuff right there and that's his free gift to us as RTC family. Yeah. So, and again, a special thanks to John Tibbs yeah. for one giving us that music and coming on the show with us and and having a real conversation because that's what this podcast is about. It's all about, man. So, hey, give him some love, give him a shout out, follow him on Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, keep Twitter, up with him. And everything. he even said he writes back to every single person that I contacts know. him. That's awesome, isn't that's it? That's insane. Like that's what I'm saying. The dude's a humble guy. Right. He's just he's a good old boy. Yep. He's a good old boy that we now can call friends. So that was cool. Awesome, dude. Well, hey, anything you want to 
close out with before we go? Man, I would just say uh, to continue to pray for for John and his wife, Emily. Um, and their dog, Lady. And their dog, Lady. Yeah, <laughs> cannot forget the dog, Lady. But, uh, yeah, continue to pray for them. Um, reach out to us if you guys um, have any questions, concerns, comments. You guys can hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, or you can, I mean, comment on one of the Spotify or whatever. Just hit us up. Just hit us up and uh, let us know what you think of the show. Awesome. And uh, listen to John. Awesome. So until next time, guys. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to Real Talk Christian. To help get our podcast into the ears of other people who need to hear these conversations, we would love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. To keep the conversations going, feel free to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and share our content with others. See you next time.